0: The President of the Federated States of Micronesia, David Panuelo, has written a letter to his Solomon Islands counterpart, Manasseh Songovare, urging him to abandon attempts to sign a security agreement with China. He is the first Pacific Islands leader outside of Australia and New Zealand to speak out publicly on the controversy. The letter posted online by Mr Panuelo's office says such an unprecedented security agreement between China and Solomon Islands poses a risk of increasing geopolitical tensions in the region. Joining me is Gif Johnson, our correspondent in the Marshall Islands. Welcome back, Marlowe Pacific Waves, Giff. An interesting approach being taken here by President Panuelo. What are your initial thoughts?
1: I think FSM President Panuelo's letter is quite a remarkable document in that he's writing to a Pacific Island colleague, head of state, in a very Pacific Island way. And the letter is really nicely written. Of course, it's about a difficult topic, about the whole issue of the security uh, agreement that's developing with China. Uh, But the, the letter from the Federated States of Micronesia president is just written in a very... Very interesting and engaging way. It's not your typical diplomatic note or something like that. I mean, a lot of it sounds like the sort of conversation two people might have sitting at a table over a a beer, almost, right? And he's talking about both countries' experience in World War II, and the Solomons and the uh, Federated States of Micronesia have very similar experiences as being battlegrounds. um, And the A further thing that makes uh, President Panuello's letter interesting is the FSM's unique status in the Pacific Island region, which is that it has a compact of free association with the United States, which is a very, which is a very uh, uh, significant agreement that is both a security. Uh, treaty, but also an economic development, economic aid package, long-term decades uh, of association with the United States. And also, FSM has had uh, many decades-long diplomatic ties with China. And this is unique in the region because the other two compact states both have ties with Taiwan. And so it it seems that it gives President Panuelo a bit of a platform, like he he 's not just a bystander saying, Hey, you guys are wrong, and he 's not saying that he 's saying we'd like you to consider this, you know, look at what what the implications of this are, not only for the Solomon Islands but for us and the wider Pacific island family uh, of the forum. And it's just written in a very collegial way, and so it would seem to me that this is like really different from you know people going. Well, I'm very concerned about this development in the Solomon Islands. Like it's it's not that kind of a response.
0: The specific reference to the agreement that Panuelo mentions in the letter is, is mentioning that like having a security presence of China in Solomon Islands is an issue. Now, Monase Songovari's got up in parliament and made a big speech about it not being that. What do you think of of Mr. Songovari's comments um, as compared to what Panuelo is saying?
1: Well, I think the people like President Panuelo and others, they're responding to the information that's available and possibly... um, that you know if more information is provided by the solomon's prime minister or his government like that that enlightens people about like what is in fact you know coming out of this perhaps that will uh like remove some of the like the the disagreement that's obviously evident in the region and coming from various diplomatic partners and and friends, friendly governments. So it would seem that, you know, it's a good thing to have things out on the table, have things open. I mean, as the prime minister notes, he's a, the the, Solomon's is a sovereign country and it can make decisions that, you know, that it feels are in the best interest of its country. The thing is, President Panoelo comments on that. And his comment is that, you know, he believes that the agreement would have would would significantly impact other countries in the region. And so he's asking the Solomon's prime minister for like to take a look at it beyond just his own, you know, just the Solomon Island's interests and how he may be looking at it that way, but to take a look at the wider uh, implications to FSM and to the Pacific Islands Forum family. uh, And I think that's an important part of this. And again, the way he's written it is in a very collegial way. And he's, I think he would really like to have communication and be able to, you know, be able to uh, have a friendly dialogue about it he's not trying to throw rocks uh, at the Solomon Islands it, it's very clear uh, that that's you know his his effort is to reach uh, Prime Minister Songavare, right like to you know get through that sort of superficial uh, barrier of people are against this and to say no I'm kind of coming at it from a totally different point of view and I hope you'll take a look at my what,
0: what i'm thinking people locally that we, we've we talked to there, there has been concern uh before this leak came out there has been we had obviously the massive riots and all of the destruction in the capital last year um and since then obviously we've had the regional intervention force there and more recently a small contingent of chinese police who've been um conducting Exercises, which pictures of which have been quite concerning to the Solomon Island public, because they were obviously um, using replica weapons in their in their training and in the in the images that are coming out of that. So some of the concern that um, we've heard from Solomon Islands is that they're concerned that this security agreement will see the Solomon Islands police start acting like the Chinese police would do in terms of suppressing any protests or any public. disturbances so uh, what are your thoughts about about that sort of space in terms of sungovari positioning himself in in a security way where he has been talking about it being a response to domestic issues and and what direction he goes down in terms of the training and the development and the the building up of the solomon islands police listening to or seeing his
1: remarks in parliament the other day where he was was fairly critical of of what he kind of said was liberal democracies or liberal hegemony, I think he used that word, is the implication of what he's saying is that he's leaning in a direction of a more authoritarian government. Like like he says, why should we, just because like some of our partners and donors are liberal, so-called liberal democracies, why should we follow that pattern? And you know that we don't see that that's necessarily the 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 way to good development and, and good uh, outcomes for our country. And I would just say that the fact of the matter is is that if a security agreement with China would normally raise concerns simply by virtue of the Chinese government's repression of free speech of any criticism of their government, of the jailings of people who are activists or report news or whatever. Um, I mean, China is not a beacon of democracy and freedom of press and freedom of speech. And in the Pacific Islands, I mean, I would argue that those are things that we take for granted in most of our countries and that most countries have Bill of Rights in their constitutions, differently stated but that, that are very much linked to Pacific Island culture, what we might say the Pacific way, which is people get together. There's, we try to have consensus decision-making. People try to you know, get together and bring people together. Like that's an island way. So if, if a government's saying, well, we don't think that's the right direction, my opinion, and I said this in the newspaper in, in Majuro this week in an editorial, I said a government that claims anti-democracy and movement toward authoritarian rule behind a banner of sovereignty is a government that needs to be shown the door. Democracy and freedoms associated with it are to be appreciated, ensured, and expanded for the benefit of the people. And I believe that firmly. And I would just say that, you know, the normal average citizen of Pacific Island countries likes their freedoms, and, and has become used to a certain level of freedom. And if we're if a government is going to take on a very authoritarian, uh, I mean, if that's like what he's announcing, and I, you know, all I can see is from the criticism of so called liberal democracies. Well, I mean, is perhaps we'll see a Solomon Islands version of a democracy. But it sort of has the sound of moving closer to China's model. And I would say for people who, who like to read newspapers and listen to radio and watch TV and use the internet all freely and without control, anything to do with China's involvement is a concern because the Chinese government is not friendly to freedom of expression and freedoms generally.